And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope. And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX-11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX-10 now on sale and get RX-11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hi, Nate. Hello. How you doing? I'm fine. Good to see you. How are you? I'm good. I'm home here in Seattle. And uh, I don't know if you can... No, I can't show you. I am kind of buried with clothes that I'm trying to pack for mm-hmm. a six-week tour. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's going to be... I'm going to be coming home as much as possible, but it's a lot and I hate packing and it seems like packing stresses me out more than anything anymore. <laughs> and I want to go back to like the idea of wearing a jumpsuit only on stage. And yeah. Jumpsuit off stage. There you go. Just have two. just, well, that simplifies things. You yeah. just have two jumpsuits, yeah. your stage jumpsuit and your, your van jumpsuit. Yeah. And, um, just got to keep them straight and then you're, you're good. <laughs> just try, keep uh, them straight. But that's the very important part. You really got to yeah. keep them straight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, enough about my outfits. Uh, how, how are you? Where are you? I am in my apartment in Brooklyn. Um, the kids are at school. So it's quiet, relatively quiet yeah. in here right now, which uh, which works well for recording a podcast. And uh, yeah, that's it. Went for a walk earlier. Caught up with a friend on the phone for a bit. Mm-hmm. Picked up. Some groceries. Oh man, regular old all that stuff. Dad stuff. Oh yeah. How long have you been a, a Brooklyn Brooklynite? Are you a native New Yorker? No, I'm not. Um, I grew up in the Midwest. I I was born in Central Illinois, and then uh, moved to uh, the burbs of Minneapolis when I was ten. So that's kind of, and then went to high school, lived there through high school, and then 
couple years after that as well. So I feel like I'm from Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, but I've, yeah, it's formative, formative years there. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was that like? But what we've was, been oh, here. Oh, go ahead. Go, Minneapolis? No, go ahead. I want to hear about Brooklyn first, and I'm going to ask you about Minneapolis and your oh, formative years. Oh, everybody talks about Brooklyn. Nobody talks about Minneapolis. Um, <laughs> oh, Brooklyn's fine. It's, <laughs> I'm, so, oh my God, I'm so snooty. This is really, <laughs> I've been, so we've been here like, tw- I don't know, 12 or 13 years now. So um, the honeymoon period has worn off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, you can see about uh, this is my entire apartment. It's basically you can see it through the screen. Yeah. I mean, it looks nice. Yeah. It we kind of did. Really we nice. fixed it up so that it looks looks like you know there are uh, what what but we fit four people into a, a one bedroom. Wow. It's and it's four hundred square feet and it's tiny and we're on top of each other all the time. So um, that part of it is a uh, is challenging. That's different than what I grew up with when I uh, on a farm in Illinois and then in the burbs of Minneapolis. Um, but uh, you know, there are also lots of other perks to living here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Culture. Walking things. out on the street and seeing the world immediately—that's what yeah. I envy. I like that. Um, I'm so I am I I am on the uh, introvert side of the spectrum, and um, but. If I, if I'm, I lived in a small town for a long time, um, in Champaign-Urbana, I was down there for five years. It's in a little, oh, yeah. it's a little college town. And mm-hmm. I got very lonely being, uh, uh, there, um, when there weren't people around, like you could just walk and walk and not see anybody. And that actually was not good for my mental health, even though I thought it would be, uh, but I need to be surrounded by people, even if I don't talk to them. It's good to be surrounded by the yeah. energy of others is what I found out surprising to me. That's very close to my personality. I, I'm a I'm not much of an introvert, but I'm somewhere I'm a medium vert. <laughs> That's a cool word that kind of sounds clunky. It's like your rap name, um, your emo rap name. <laughs> <laughs> Little medium vert. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did and it's funny that you say walking around. I I grew up, as I've said a million times, I grew up in a very small town. And my memory of it was I think I used to walk. It wasn't even a town. It was like ranching country. My memory of being 10 years old, being at home by myself every day in the summer, I just walked around <laughs> like in the kind of kind of oak tree oh. woods for oh, that's hours. Great. That's great. Yeah. And now, yeah, but it makes me nervous now. Well, when you're younger, you don't know anything. So you're like, what could go wrong in the woods at night? You know, I mean, you know, I'm raising <laughs> kids here and they're, they're going to yeah. be terrified of, of nature. I mean, I had many, many memories right. as a teenager. You know, we, well, I was in the burbs of Minneapolis. And if you go a little further out, it was farms and woods and fields. Yeah. And we would like go back yeah. there and like start fires. We would cook pizzas, c- cook frozen pizzas over like homemade fire pits and stuff, and like just build oh a God, ton of like. T- yeah, you yeah. also have cooked <laughs> frozen pizzas. <laughs> we would like just cook anything, like just get a can of something and oh, light yeah. a fire and cook it. Yeah, that was the fun. Yeah, yeah, that's like funny. Just being a caveman back there with the. Yeah, <laughs> well, as close as you can get in the uh, you yeah. know, t- 21st century to being a caveman. Or 20th century then. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, it's and interesting. they're not going to have that upbringing, unfortunately. I gonna, I'm going to have to 
bring some some cave caveman living in, into their lives in one way or another. But uh, you'll do it. You'll find. <laughs> oh, a way. I'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of upstateness, I think, uh, from what yeah. I understand. You can wander up there and cook a pizza on a fire yeah you could probably yes. buy a pizza at a gas station on the way there i think i think you know outside of trader joe's you can buy like a weekend trip where they bring, they put you in a van and you can go up there and you buy your pizza from trader joe's and you can and then they give you like some matches it's like a survivalist thing it's like a yeah. you know like glamping <laughs> kind That's of fun i like this package <laughs> i'm getting an idea for a side hustle here yeah you are yeah. and i'm getting an idea for a sponsor <laughs> thank you um well i i do want to get back to uh, minneapolis because um we're not the same age but we're in the ballpark and um i want to hear about your formative years in the minneapolis scene because that was some hot stuff musically Yeah, totally. I mean, the first shows that I ever went to would be like watching Dillinger 4 play in their basement, you know, like 30 kids crammed in there, which was so fun, exhilarating. I didn't know um, uh, how, I guess, you know, I appreciated it when it was happening, but it's, I'm very uh, lucky to have that, you know, to look back on and like, yeah, yeah, that was great. That was actually great. (laughs) That was so so fun. Um, Lots of house shows. Uh, quite a few venues. <clears throat> I worked at mm-hmm. one in downtown Minneapolis called the Foxfire Coffee Lounge that was only there for maybe a year and a half from like, oh, let's see, 2000 to 2001. I think that was it. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw like at the drive-in and I saw, uh, let's see. Um, I mean, I remember that's where Joan of Arc would play when they would come through. Um I saw Dillinger 4 there, of course. Uh, Lifter Puller, yeah. like, you know, lots of... Uh, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So fun. Good, um, heavy rock in a small space. Yeah. That's, I mean, that sounds great to me. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was like an old warehouse space that had a show space in the back, which was um, pretty cavernous, actually. It was like all bricks, so it didn't sound that great, but you could fit a lot of people in there. Like, you, there could be a couple yeah. hundred kids. Um, but I remember there was actually quite a bit of Seattle, Minneapolis crossover. People were moving back and forth, uh, folks in the band, like kill Sadie or whatever. Like, I don't, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. yeah, Like there's lots of, some some cross pollinating happening with Seattle as well. Um, yeah, there was also a, a prior to that era of music, the grungers all, they that was that was a cross pollination too with um amphetamine reptile that one's yes, amrap yeah that actually was like a little bit before my time and and uh i wish that i was hip to that when it was happening but um but now i just have to kind of keep quiet and suffer through the humiliation when everyone's like <laughs> oh you don't know this amrap bit you you from minneapolis and you don't know this is a uh, sorry oh man <laughs> <laughs> a little late to that party um yeah but that was a scene minneapolis is cool it has a lot of good music history I mean, even before that there's like husker do and other replacements and you know going back into the 80s and everything sure. um yeah what started your sort of performance relationship with music was it just kind of going to shows or did you have formal training oh not that i really 
absorbed. I think I took piano when I was a kid. Um, but I, I, I remember um, playing the French horn in like sixth grade. That would have been the year that uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit came out and I immediately switched over to guitar. <laughs> and that, that was kind of it. Like, and then we would just go to each other's houses and bring our instruments around and like just kind of jam in the garage. And that was kind of it. And, um, but no, like, uh, well, I, we tried to tour when, you know, this went around like 99, 2000, 98, 99, Mm -hmm. 2000. We tried, but what it really ended up being was like, we'd set up one show at like the Middle East in, in Cambridge and we would just make a giant road trip out of it that we we would drive for like 20 hours to play like one show. Like that's kind of what our quote unquote tour was. And basically we'd just sleep in the van the whole time and try to piece other things together, but it was pretty gnarly actually. (laughs) And you've been in since, I don't know, maybe early nineties, mid nineties, you've been, you've been prolific. You've been in a lot of bands, American football, Joan of Arc. Yeah. Make believe oh, and now yeah. birthmark. I forgot about that band. <laughs> so it doesn't seem to me like you've stopped putting out music at, at the very least. Oh, that's so that's funny. I guess it, it feels yeah. different once you're in when you're inside of it. I feel like I'm not doing anything. Well, there was that big gap between the birthmark albums, which was filled in with a lot of American football stuff, but also having right. uh becoming a stay-at-home dad, which actually um if you want to know really what'll put a big gap in your resume across the <laughs> yeah. board. And this is like across whatever gender spectrum, whoever, doesn't matter who you are. If you're the one, the primary, you're near the one standing yeah. at home with the kids, like just count on, you're going to, you're going to have to take a little break. And that was um, a little bit heartbreaking, but uh, that's just what happened. And so that's okay. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, I think that this new record, which is, we're here to celebrate the birth of Omni has a lot to do with exactly what you're saying. And um, I, you've turned this experience into a wonderful collection of sonic textures and pop melodies and really dancey, trippy, almost druggy kind of <laughs> tunes. This this record is, it's really a fun listen. It's like, I've listened to it a ton in the last day. And not by myself. I'm just cranking it in my house, sharing it with my family. Oh. And um, it's really such a, a beautiful record. I don't know what else to say. Oh, I appreciate and the one thing that, so that kind of, or one thing that sticks out is there's a lot of texture in your vocals and there's a lot of closeness of your vocals. And it perfectly matches with, with what I'm kind of gathering as the sentiment of this record, which is very personal, very family oriented, and maybe um, some significant personal change or enlightenment, what have you. But it's just a beautiful soundtrack to that story. And where were you when you started working on this record? I mean, it sounds like you were stay at home dad, but yeah, maybe you'd had to get it out and you got it out. I think I did. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I mean, this, um, I guess I said, thought real quick, it's been so fun to bounce this off of people finally, because it's been sitting on my hard drive for literally years. So, um, it's, it's really special for me to hear, to hear that, what, what you, what you're hearing in it. That's, that's really fun. I have to interrupt too. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's been sitting on a hard drive for five years. (laughs) It doesn't, you know what I mean? It could, it could have. Yeah. Easily could have. Anyways. (laughs) Well, thanks. 
Um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, we had our first child and I was very busy raising her, being with her at home. And um, American football stuff started to pick up again. I was kind of like waiting to feel like I wanted to make something. And once I f- felt like I had the energy or that uh, that it was time, it was cool to have it everything just kind of clicked into gear and then I was able to start moving on it. I, I think I had to uh, also deal with um, some like uh, the emotional like ups and downs of like releasing music and what it really, what the, what it feels like and how to, how could I do this in a way where I could f- protect myself uh, emotionally mm-hmm. from what it, what it's like. Cause, cause uh, being in a band is fun. You're with your friends and you just like do it together. And you throw something out there and they're like, you know, if it doesn't get a great response, you're like, Hey, whatever. It was great. Cause we're all, you know, we're in it together. Like whatever. It's cool. We'll just, and you're, yeah. you're easy. You, it's, it's easier to, to, to shake it off. Um, great point. Yeah. Great point. <laughs> and when you put, when you do a Very solo true. thing, it's kind of like, you're you're doing it you're working out alone maybe you're bouncing it off of one or two people and then and the release of it it can have it's just it can be very draining um so i had to uh, re-imagine how i wanted to do it and what i decided was like look i just have to make something that i absolutely don't care that absolutely 100 percent resonates with me and that i have enough time to do it so no deadlines like, I'm not going to rush to turn anything in. I'm going to sit on this and I'm going to get it just right. <laughs> and I did. It wow. took a really long time, but I tweaked yeah. every, every, you know, every moment, every millisecond of it. Yeah. I thought, I thought about it. And um, so that was a, once I got over understanding that hurdle um, to know that uh, that was actually, that was a big, big moment. Like, you know what? Um, it would be therapeutic for me to do this. And, uh, taking the time away like i would have to leave for a week at a time to go to some remote airbnb to just work on it you know just to get get it in the right headspace like uh that was um i mean that's asking a lot of my wife (laughs) to take care of the kids while i go so like there you know it was a big undertaking as well but she was very uh understanding and supportive um like uh, unbelievably so uh um so once once i decided like started getting some ideas of what it could be like then everything kind of clicked into gear and i just started running with it and 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 start just started i don't even know i just made a pile yeah <laughs> i have to say i wouldn't be there's a couple things you said that i wouldn't be if there's a word, if we could invent a word that is a combination of bravery and patience, because I, I like the first thing you said, I couldn't go, okay, I'm not going to play drums until I want to, or I'm not going to try to write some weird music on a synth and with drum, whatever. I can't, I can't sit still. And, and I think it has to be with me not being not patient, but also just like, that's scary. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> you with know? The, of, of, yeah, um, not knowing what to do with yourself, yeah. I appreciate that feat. <laughs> and then and then once you got into it, you wanted to make it just right. Yeah. That's that's hard, that's, too. That's big. <laughs> yeah. I uh, know. Yeah. Uh, when you, you, you know, there's like a level of self-critique, like, I was really into this thing I made the other day. And then I listened back yeah. to it a week later. I'm like, you know what? 
I just don't think it's that good. Uh, and yeah. I appreciate the time that I had with it when I was excited. I got the dopamine rush. It brightened my day. Yeah. Yeah, I had this thing stuck in my head. It was only mine. And I had this like fun little secret relationship with this music that no one will ever know about. But it made my day. And right. like, what more do you want? You know, <laughs> that's yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of that. I mean, I the first version of of the album was an EP that was actually super dark sounding. It was like very kind of gnarly and and uh, focused on mm-hmm. a lot of dark <laughs> darker feelings. But I threw that away. I'm like, oh, I kept pieces of it, but I'm like, this isn't the experience. This isn't showing the all 360 degrees of this experience I'm having. There's a lot of fun stuff. There's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I uh, had to go back and I wanted to make it like really kind of mirror the experience that I was having. Um, you know, so yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was so fun. And it's, there is a, there is such a great, I, I kept saying fun, but the, which it is, but there's, there's a perfect mix of lightness and, and possibly depending on how you're interpreting it, you know, some heavy stuff that doesn't have to be dark. And the combination makes it fun. Yeah, I have to say at the very least. And I want to talk a little bit about this song, um, Rodney, because, well, my understanding and my interpretation of it is um, is someone, and the video says it's a true story, but uh, <laughs> it's it's someone who is coming to terms with either a combination of two things or two things. One of them being they may need someone else close to them, another person in their family as, as a partner or relationship, uh, an additional person. It also may be just that person saying, the person I want is actually who I am partly. And again, I don't know, this is just sort of my interpretation, but the video illustrates this so beautifully. And um, again, I'm, I'm probably butchering what, you know, it's your song, but um, can you kind of explain it? And, and I encourage everyone to watch the video. It's so good. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, well, that uh, that's awesome to hear that perspective. Um, so like... In the version of the of the treatment video that I wrote, um, well, okay, so sorry. Let me let me just back up for just a second. I think the idea okay. of even making an an album is uh, I'm trying not to use the word masturbate, but I don't know how not to. Like it, there is this where you're you're entertaining yourself, you're playing with yourself and your emotions, and like yeah. really that has a lot to do when you're making a whole solo album, which is really funny sure. when I'm like, okay, Jamie, I'm going to, you take care of the kids. I'm going to disappear for a week and just masturbate. <laughs> I mean, in yeah, a more, exactly. in a more not yeah. actual masturbate, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, I'm going to go explore myself or whatever. So right. knowing that that is also part of it. I mean, on a bad day, I'll feel very selfish. Um, and that, like, what gives me the right to take this special time to myself? <laughs> well, who do I think I am where I get to just disappear and do this? On a good day, I yeah. think, well, you know what? I actually, like, kind of dug a little deep here. And I'm like, I figured some things out. Like, that's things that felt good to sing. 
And then I, and that feel good to say out loud that there it's adding some legitimacy to my experience. It's just like being a human being, like uh, just to kind of get these thoughts, uh, just to externalize them and being able to look at them outside of myself. I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like I'm becoming more uh, uh, like the version of me that wants to exist, you know? Um, so, right. uh, so, uh, Okay, so okay, so zooming into like the song now. I mean, the video shows me and this other being, this Rodney being who, and we're kind of like <clears throat> mirroring each other in our moves and like how we are looking and interacting with each other, and um, that kind of like is a sort of an analog to what music making is as a solo artist you're yeah, kind of like right. looking at your outside of yourself so there is there is definitely that that aspect of it um and uh i feel like the one way the way this fantasy could work because it is really like a fantasy it's a like fantasy song where like i'm just i'm just like enamored with this person <clears throat> yeah can't stop thinking about them and and but i can't actually scratch this itch so this is the one way that i can't i can do it in a song and and so to have this sort of blank slate of a person be there and have me be also in control of their movements where we're mirroring each other like that's how the fantasy can work when i'm still in complete control of the whole thing like <laughs> you know it's not a, yeah. an actual it's, external person that has their own thoughts and feelings and everything like it really is just me <laughs> yeah so i'm okay. i'm really glad that you so you you picked up on it that's very cool that that um came across uh it is uh based on uh a person that i um did develop a crush on whose name does happen to happens to be Rodney, but the song popped into oh. my head as I was walking down the street. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. this is catchy. I gotta, no, I want to do this. Rodney. Can I do this? I think I can do this. I think I want to do this. I think like this is yeah. So it was. Oh, there's a further uh, exploring of of this sort of catchy tune that led me down this whole path. But um, but yeah, this sort of uh, reflection uh, is is definitely part of it. It's a beautiful hook too. That pop hook. It's just so great. It's so sticky. It sticks in my head for days and days. That's awesome. And in fact, I want to, I want to play Rodney right now. Is that cool. cool with you? All right, here we go. Thing for Rodney, 
Beautiful. Thanks. Fun stream. Try to get that. (laughs) Try to get that hook out of your head. (laughs) So good. And um, kind of want to talk a little bit about your recording process and uh, any collaborations you did. I think I read that Craig Wedron, did he sing on that song? He did. He did. That's him. Yes. He's kind of doing the guitar line. The guitar line. Yeah. So, um, God, I love him. Oh, me too. such I'm such a huge Shutter to Think fan and and um and his solo stuff that he's done and the soundtrack yeah. stuff. He's just like I mean if he's a big yeah. I think about him uh, maybe more than I'd like to admit. Um maybe more than he'd I'd be comfortable admitting to him. I don't know. He's like a big person <laughs> in my brain. A big music there's an imprint. Uh Craig Wedge. I'm imprint. with you. <laughs> yes. So I am, I'm um, the same. I mean I was thrilled. Uh, when he was up for it, uh, up to sing on it. So, um, but yeah, do you know that song? Um, I mean, I think everyone knows this song, The Wish You Were Here, song by Pink Floyd. 
Yeah, uh, of course. I love that there's only one chorus in that song. It happens at the end. But there's a guitar solo that happens uh, <laughs> right before they go into the chorus. Um, it sounds like it's off mic or whatever. Somebody's singing the guitar solo like that's happening. Oh. And it sort of like personifies the guitar. Like yeah. it kind of sounds like it's a person now. And I'm like, in the Rodney song, I'm like, well, I want to give Rodney a voice. I feel like this is very one-sided. Like, I want to know, like, what, how he feels about all this. And and uh, so that was, like, the trick I decided to uh, employ to do that. I'm like, I need somebody. This I, just, I need to give them a voice in this. And I had the guitar solo um, from uh, Chris McQueen, uh, who's a, who is an incredible uh, guitar player. I think he plays in Snarky Puppy and... Uh, um, but a bunch of other bands. Anyway, he just like shredded that. Um, I sent it to him like, here, yeah. throw something on this. And I, it blew my mind. So I wanted to keep that. So I had Craig sing the line, sing the guitar solo over it and as a way to personify it in a way where like he would be the Rodney character. <laughs> because So you <know>. great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I just, uh, I'm not just saying this. Last week, I must have heard something about wish you were here some fact or something or i came across i think i came across something that one of the pink floyders said that was their favorite record that is definitely my favorite record yeah and it's been in and out of my life forever and just last week it i heard that and i was trying to turn my nine-year-old kid onto it in the Mm -hmm. car and i was dropping him off for soccer but there was enough time and i made him listen to I think it's the first song that has a forever intro. And he was like, is this the, like, he was very confused. And I made, I was, I just come on, I couldn't remember because it'd probably been two years since I listened to it. And I was like, I can't, here it comes. It's coming. I'm coming. He's just like sitting there in his soccer up and like, he wasn't bummed. He was genuinely confused. But uh, yeah, that was my, I guess now I've had two experiences in the last week with, Wish you were here. Well, I also, can I just add this fun anecdote? I still own this, I think only copy of the vinyl I have. On the front of it, someone wrote in Sharpie, Eric Clapton at his best. <laughs> that's well, I that's thought that'd weird. be a good re- name for a record if, if Eric Clapton wasn't on it. Any right. record. Right. Like the new, yeah, the next one I'm going to call it Frampton Comes Frampton Comes Alive or something. I, exactly. Like somebody yeah, yeah. like not, somebody, no no one in the band is named Frampton. Um, yeah. That's really hilarious. Anyways, back to the whole, I really like that idea and it's obviously perfect. The magnificent Craig Wedron. So. Yeah. No, it's, uh, uh, I mean, that's why but the whole making the, the, the album, you know, which, which kind of ran into the pandemic and through the pandemic, you know, my friends were bothering me like, like, just finish it. Like, what are you even doing? Like, what are you adding? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm adding stuff. I'm getting ideas and it's still <laughs> things like that. Like that idea. I mean, it's a funny idea. If I was under pressure to finish it quickly, I would have just kind of been like, oh, there's not enough time. He's probably busy anyway. And yeah. I just wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But not giving myself a deadline. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to craft the most flattering email <laughs> and I'm going to send it yeah, out. Right. And I'm going to wait for two weeks for a response. And I did. And I was like, but he, he got back to me. I was like, oh my God. Like, you know, so giving yourself the time and space to, to pursue these ideas, I think is super important. Everyone's like, get it out, get it I out, get too. it out. Don't, you don't this have to. This is do a that. real like 
learning reinforcement learning lesson for me. I'm going <laughs> to listen to this podcast. Um, so you you were making it over pandemic, and do you typically record at home? Did you go in the studios? I did a a residency right before the pandemic at this this uh, arts space here called Pioneer Works. Um, I was for January. I could I had full access to their recording studio, which is in a separate building, just a one room wow. thing. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's a room with some speakers, and they have some mics and like really cool gear. Like they just had some nice universal audio interfaces with good preamps and everything. So I did a lot of it there, like when I needed to record drums or if I was doing strings, and um, I did a lot of it during that month. But then you know that stretched out like another couple of years beyond that. So um, a lot of it was like disappearing to like an Airbnb in the woods <laughs> somewhere, like, um, and just recording, doing, trying a bunch of vocal stuff. I kind of need to be like alone and be sure that no one can hear me when I'm trying vocals. Yeah. Cause I, I need to try a lot of things and, uh, and, uh, and I, I just need to be like, I need to know that no one, no one can hear me. <laughs> I don't know. I've always had that in my head. Um, but I had a lot of people record remotely. Everyone got way into that during the pandemic. Like all the strings were recorded in my friends' living rooms. You know, they had they would have a mic and a nice preamp, and then I would just send them. I'd score it all out and send it to them, and they'd send it back to me. I just throw it back into the session, and you know, mix it in there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff like that. It was very pieced together, for sure. Yeah. Well, it it sounds whole. That's awesome. Well, it it. Again, I can't say it enough. It came out great. Congratulations. For, Thank you. And it's out now on Polyvinyl, right? Yeah. I love Polyvinyl. They're great. Um, They've been so supportive. It's hard to find people who, who you trust. It's hard to find anyone to sort of release your music. But yeah. um, And to also be excited about it and feel like they're like, no, we actually really like this. Um, uh, I just feel very, very supported by them and the, the, everyone who works there, who I've worked with this has been just so awesome. I can't say enough good things about them, but really they're like the, they're the best. They're the best, best people. Um, I wanted to ask you real quick, um, about something else in your life that I think is true. I'm not sure. So I'm just going to ask. Okay. Uh, are you a roller skater? Yes. I, uh, real, you you like roller skating? Here you do roller skate rather. I don't want to be sarcastic. I don't want to sound like like really. I truly don't want to sound snarky about it. I just was thinking about it because of the other part of this that I'm going to ask you. It gave me some pause. I was like, I don't know that I've ever known anyone who roller skates, even yeah. through the rollerblading years. Mm -hmm. Not for any reason. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I uh, skateboarded as a teenager. And living in Minnesota, I did my fair share of uh, snowboarding and, and skiing mm -hmm. also when I was a kid. Um, roller skating is kind of new. And uh, I don't know. I just got into it. My my wife um, grew up hanging out at the roller gardens and her dad was was super into roller skating. And uh, he can't really roller skate anymore because he has some knee issues. But um, he... Uh, but he was uh, there. Like, if they didn't know where her dad was, they would call the roller rink. Like, oh, Jim's probably oh, wow. the roller rink. Yeah. So he, she, yeah. she grew up there, um, and uh, so she kind of got me into it. I tried it a few times, but the real thing that the the thing that really uh, uh, made it possible was I bought a pair of skates that fit my feet. Uh, yeah, 
it's 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 been a fun new physical uh, activity activity to, to get yeah into. that's cool yeah and I'm gonna reference the boyfriend video now, uh-huh. which yes. is, there's there's two well there's, there's quite a few parts of it, but I'm just gonna narrow it down to two parts. You're roller skating uh-huh. and you're roller skating naked. Yes, and I also understand that I don't. Is it public nudity? Are you in, interested in public or social nudity? Oh yeah, yes. I. What does um, that mean? <laughs> social nudity is, is it, like, it's not it's not public public nudity, is it? Oh, it's funny. There's so many like phrases for it. I think that would be on like if you got arrested, that would be written on like why you were arrested for it. Like public right. nudity. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's not what I mean. Then. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's the same thing. The social social nudity is just like you know when you're at the nude beach, when you're at a nude beach and you're surrounded yeah. by people okay. and everyone. No one's wearing clothes. Um, yeah, I got into that. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Maybe ten years ago or something. We were in Barcelona, actually. American football was playing the Primavera Festival, and I knew there was a nude beach. And I'm like, I want to. I just got to do this. So I like snuck away and tried it, and it was actually into s- that nude beach. Oh yeah, Mar Marbella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's lovely. Well, I think so. I mean, yeah, I was doing the exact same thing. Oh hey, oh it's it's great to meet. Play, a- playing a show at. Primavera and I went to the beach <laughs> with I can't remember who and I was like oh it's the nude beach I don't know why we went. anyways continue your story um well I found it to be a, t- a very liberating experience and so yeah. I, I brought home the good news to my wife I'm like oh it's so fun like, we should go do it so there is a beach in, in Jersey you can take a ferry to and you know mm-hmm. the, all the, they all feel a little bit different. All the 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 scenes, the vibes of the these different nude beaches you can go to. Some of them are creepy. Some of them are totally yeah nice. Uh, and you don't get you don't feel um uh, like you're being stared at or you're not getting cruised. Um, which right. uh, you know it's but, but, I mean also you can go there and get cruised if you want to. You can go cruising. Uh, and it's yeah that's also fun if that's what you're into. Um. But uh, so yeah, I got into it, and I, I feel like it's a it's like a very liberating to be in a group of people where we're all we're all in on this sort of like a communal surrender together. Even though you know, I don't think we're not like we're all like talking about it. Like, hi, you're naked. Oh yeah, it's hot. You are too. Yeah, like, there's. Right. But it's nice to ha- even just to like have an offhanded conversation, like I have on the street, and when I walk outside my front door in Brooklyn, like it just you could just hi. What nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, and so I got into that uh aspect of it. And um I mean, I don't know what more to say other than I find it to be very liberating, but uh but I would encourage everyone just to like try it. Um and it may be in a group of friends or if you have uh I don't know, what's the people you trust and like it's really it's right. fun and feels nice. <laughs> yeah. I might give it a whirl. I have a yeah. very, very close friend who will hear this, who is a big advocate. Oh, yeah? yeah. I mean, they're out there, and you would never... With they. We. Us folks. They. I like it. They. No, they. Because I feel like you it gets freaks. a bad... You freaks that like to be naked. I oh, know. my God. It gets a bad <laughs> rap like it's... um, it's Like it's a very, like, sexualized experience, but actually... I think of uh, uh, like a normal beach, the clothes beach is way more sexually charged than a nude beach, honestly, <laughs> because you're, right. there's like, you you can, um, yeah, 
it's like like lingerie or whatever like when if someone's exactly. wearing nothing at all it's like oh okay it's just all there and uh you can imprint upon it what you wish but the lingerie is very suggestive or skimpy swimsuits on for you know anyone who chooses to yeah. dress that way yeah um yeah anyway that's something i noticed that more boners at a closed beach is what you're saying yes from a guy i mean i don't know i actually they 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 that doesn't <laughs> i'm he, saying that those happen less uh <laughs> less often than i feel like everyone imagines that they would you know there's yeah. not a yeah. it's not very in in your face um that's i mean what, that's what my I've, friend says oh yeah yeah i mean yeah, i've seen a few just, things <laughs> on like a weekday at the new sure. beach like there's only like people out there going to you know to uh to looking for the sexual experiences or whatever that's definitely yeah. there so that's why i would encourage everyone to bring a trusted friend and someone who can back you up <laughs> in case someone starts right. to creep you out which you know unfortunately that happens uh yeah that's unfortunate but don't let well, it deter you if you okay. feel the need and what i really want to know is have you encountered a a nude roller skating situation no no, I haven't. That's immediately what I thought of when I <laughs> saw the video and then I saw some clip on it. I was like, eh, apparently, you know, this, this is like, this is true to his, both of these things. And I thought, God, I wonder if there's a spot. Yeah. What's the crossover? I did, I did look actually, I did find like yeah. one, like uh, naturist nudist group in Chicago. I was looking for like, I wanted to do a video with a, t a big group of people. And have it right. just be, you know, but that's hard to find for a group of people to sign off on such, I'm just like, I'm just some guy why, with a camera. Like, you're yeah. going to trust me? I'd, I'd like to film you. Right. I would have to film you all <laughs> like in the nude roller skating. How would I set that up with the roller rink? I don't know. I tried. For, yeah. I really gave it yeah. a valiant effort. Oh, it would have been so good. I know. With the, like, you can a big ask group me. I'm down next time. If you want to make another one. <laughs> all right. I know where to that find be, you. That might get, that might get me into both. So. <laughs> I'm happy to do it. Yeah. I feel like there's this this um, could be a thing. Um yeah. falling does cool. hurt though. Uh so Oh right. And you know could, right. that part is you still wear the pads. I sh I should have worn pads honestly. If I was really yeah. responsible. If I was really being the most responsible I could be I would have worn pad would have worn uh, elbow and knee pads while I was roller skating in That's the nude. True. But now I now I know. I look good too. <laughs> Um, well, it was for art's sake, and yes. you made it through it. So, <laughs> um, well, are you gonna are you gonna hit the road and do any touring with this outfit? Um, in my nude roller skating outfit, <laughs> take it on the road. <laughs> There's an audience for that, probably more than this there band, you go. probably more than Birthmark. <laughs> if I just decided to just roller skate in the nude at different venues, that would draw more of an audience, I'm sure. <laughs> um i've thought about it and i you know i i uh had this listening party in in town here and i had some friends who played on the record come out and they were so supportive like we want to be in your band let's do it like um but um i'm thinking about how that would look you know how how we, we could get it up off the ground as of right now yeah it sort of exists as a recording project, but um, okay. I'd love to. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd love to to have it exist in a in a room with people 
absorbing it in real time, like being performed. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Um, well, if it, if if the opportunity comes up, I think me and the rest of the world would like to see it, hear oh, well. it, and see it. So, well, I'm, I'll, I encourage I'll, you to do it if you can. But I understand it's wildly difficult these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a flip of side of of being in a band. Is like, well, we're already in this. We're all in it together. We've all we're all dedicated exactly. to this thing. It's a it's a big lift when you're when you gotta do it by yourself. But um, yeah. it's not totally out the window yet. I'm still thinking about how to do it. So so great. Yeah. Well, it was great talking to you, and um, congrats again on this record. It's fantastico. Thank you so much. And um, I'm gonna come out to Brooklyn on this massive tour I'm on. Yes. I'll, I'll I might bother you. Great. I, might see I wanna you on the see. Streets. Yeah, I'll, I'll say hi. You'll be wearing one of your jumpsuits. Uh, in, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, and I'll, I'll be wearing, I think blue is going to be the daytime and maroon will be the nighttime. So there you go. If you see me in the maroon jumpsuit and I'm walking fast, that means I'm on the way to the show. But maybe don't bother me. <laughs> and then blue, I'm all, I'm open. Awesome. I'm free as a bird. <laughs> Great. I'd love to hang. That'd be so fun. All right. Take care, and thanks again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
because now I'm pregnant. <laughs> pregnant on Valentine's Day. <laughs>